Jazz night started badly and never changed. They get blown out by the L.A. Lakers, travel by as much as 39. We're talking about it next on Postcast. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Locke, along with Ron Boone here with you on Postcast tonight as the Utah Jazz played the L.A. Lakers with hopes of stunning the NBA and surprising the Lakers and making a run at a group play championship, and it just started badly and got worse. The Jazz in the first quarter were 7 of 27 from the field, 2 of 14 from 3, and by the end of the first quarter, they were down 15 against a team that came into the game ranked 30th in first quarters. The second half, the Jazz, by halftime, the Jazz were 4 of 23 from 3. By the end of 3, it was 102-75, and then the Jazz were down by 39. Special hello to Chris and Lacey and anybody else who is still with us and tuning in right now. We love you, and we appreciate you because that was rough. Uh, Ron, what's it like to be on the wrong side of one of those? Well, it's it's awfully hard. I mean, it's, you think you're playing bad, and then you you look at your teammate, and he's playing bad. He's not shooting the basketball very well, and and – um, you should have been rested. You know, you got here early enough yesterday to the point where um, the energy level shouldn't have been shouldn't have been a problem. But man, and you have nice like this. The Jazz jumped what twenty five percent in that first quarter, and that's not going to uh, get any team off to a good start. So let's talk about that because that's really the story. And that defense wasn't good, and frankly, I don't really know. I never know about this when the offense goes bad and the defense gets worse as the night goes on, I do think those are related, and I do think it's awfully hard when the ball's never going in. But it, there was a extended stretch where literally the Lakers looked like they were running a skeleton drill offensively because there was no resistance defensively. That probably is going to bother Will Hardy more than the missing shots. The the shots, missing miss. shots. Yes, we're yeah. going to talk about the missing shots. I'm going to guess Will Hardy's in the press room right now. I'm going to talk about that stretch. So let's talk about the missed shots. Tim Lacombe at halftime talked about a lot of – Right out of the halftime, kids. They're just not moving the ball. Guys are trying to do it themselves. Jason Terry came on halftime with me and's like, zero pass and one pass possessions are not who we are as a basketball team. What happened there, and what happened with the shooting early in this well, game? Well, you just said it. I mean, this is not the way the Jazz want to play. And, and we watch enough practices, and, and especially shoot-arounds, that uh, when they go through play after play after play, I mean, there's plays are designed, David, to get shots at a certain part of position on the floor. And the Jazz, for the most part, are not getting there. And, and uh, second options, maybe third options, and things like that. I know there's not a lot of time on the floor anymore uh, to get to those, that third option, but you should be able to get to a second option sometimes. And, and the Jazz, uh, they just, you know, sometimes they get they're caught up just trying to get to the basket and, and not running the offense. Special hello to Paul as well as Killer Nation. I'm giving anybody anybody who says the chat room's getting a shout out tonight. No, like. <laughs> You're with us after they lose 131 to 99 and lose by 39. You're still with us for postcats. You get a shout-out tonight. We love you for this. Um, Let's go big picture. It might be related to the shooting. But for the second night in a row, the half-court offense has been really bad. Um, And when I'm saying really bad, I'm talking about, like, league average is a little more than a point of possession half-court. They're, like, .75. First quarter was .5. Second quarter at halftime, they were .59. Those are – if that game ended that, that would be the – Lowest rating at the third quarter, they're 0.75. They finished with 0.75. So we've got eight straight quarters of no half-court offense. Um, some of that, like this is the new lineups and the new rotations, though that would be 
What's your thoughts? Like, what, what's going on with a half-court offense right now? Well, like I said, if, if you're executing your offense and you're getting the shots that you want out of your offense, you're missing shot and you're missing, that's one thing. But when you're not getting into into your offense and, and making it work and not scoring in, in transition, that's another. And the Jazz is, you know, for the most part, that's what we saw tonight. Now, the Lakers are playing well. They yep. look very, very good. They, um, LeBron James is just unbelievable. Anthony Davis, and I think I asked you earlier how he's oh, yeah. played against the Jazz. I had that for you. Never got really, it for you. Never yeah, got sorry. it. Sorry. Uh, you know, turnover by me. Like, this is probably his, his best game I've seen him play against against the Jazz. He had a really good game uh, a few years, last year last year when he got out and transitioned a bunch of times yeah. um, and had had a big game for us. Special hello to Chris, who's in St. George, to Marty, um, who said hi as well. Um, there's an interesting comment, and I don't really actually know how to address this, but I, 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 I'm just going to give guys their love today. Um, I just think this is an interesting comment um, from Killer Nation. Just when I was getting so hopeful – and it's interesting, like, if you're a Jazz fan, what is hopeful right now? Like, you don't want to lose by 39, and they got blown out a bunch early. And they, I, I think what, what he's saying is, like, hey, we, we had a bunch of dead nights earlier where we really kind of got run, and then we were in games. And if we can see that ga- in games and those kind of things, I think that that's – I'm guessing that what he's talking about. There, there is a little bit of, I think, an honesty that has to be said about this team right now. And I was actually on the Laker pregame show, and I said this on ESPN in radio here in town. I thought the Jazz and the Lakers are a little similar in this sense. The Lakers are trying to win a championship. They only have two players in the top 100 in the NBA. Every other team that's looking to win a championship, the Warriors have like five or six. The Nuggets have five players in the top 100. The The Suns have five five or six, five players in the top 100. The Lakers only have two. And who their third best player is is, gonna, is a real mystery. And if they don't get a third and fourth and fifth guy to make them be top 100 players in the NBA – they're not going to be able to vault themselves into a championship-caliber team, as good as they – but they have a negative differential until tonight. The Jazz, to me, are a little similar. on a different tier. We have one top 100 player in the NBA. We, we don't have another player who's really consistently ranked in the top 100 in the NBA. We might have – we have some guys that you might put at 92 and you might put them at 105, depending on your opinion. So there's not another team in the league that only has one top 100 player in the NBA. Washington Wizards have Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Most people, I think they might be wrong, but most people put them both in the top 100. Unless some of our guys make the make the vault into being top 100 players in the NBA, we're, we're going to have some tough nights. Like, the same way the Lakers, right now, if you look at Lakers, they play below 500 teams, they win. They play above 500 teams, they lose. You know why they lose to above 500 teams? Because they only got two players that are in the top 100. Yeah. So, on the hopeful thing, like, I'm with you. This was disappointing. You don't want to get run. You never want to get blown out. And we've had a few of those. But I think part of the hopeful thing is like, okay, well, which of our guys can navigate this and learn a season and learn a role and become someone who's a top 100 player in the NBA and be a part of this? And which guys can't? And then maybe they're not a part of it. Like, I think that's the story of the season. That's that's kind of where we're 4-10. and 10. Like, I'm a huge – I'm not going to, like, suddenly back off a bunch of things I've told you guys over the years. Like, I'm a huge believer that the first 15 games of the year – is a brilliant indicator of what's real and what's not. We're four and ten. You are your record. So, to, to add to what you're saying here, um, the Jazz, what the what was the, the callers Kill, Killer Nation, you know, thinking uh, just when it was getting hopeful. I mean, there's still hope. Yeah, yeah. To be competitive 
against teams and not just get blown off the floor. Like right. This. But you have nights like this. Yes. Uh, and we then, go do this five out of six nights. Yeah. I'm with you. Exactly. And so but, and without only, as you mentioned, only one top 100 player on, on our team, you can expect something like this to happen every now and then. But what, the, what we're looking for is to show promise and have hope, you know, building into something like this and, and, uh, and not just get consistently getting blown off the floor. And a you little, want to be in basketball games give yourself a chance to win. We saw that against the the the, the, um, the Phoenix Suns the other night. That type of basketball um, and, and you end up losing. I mean, you can live with that. I think some of what we're both saying here, and I didn't say it very well, is like, you're. we're kind of agreeing with you, Killer Nation. Like, this was, this, this night kind of zaps. We're kind of agreeing, but and Ron brings up, well, it's probably going to happen when your roster just isn't completely formed yet. Great and, way of putting it, yeah. And so I wouldn't have it be a night that loses hope. There's little fun, but now what gives you hope? So the Phoenix game, certainly. And even Keontae getting those minutes against clutch minutes against some of the best players in the NBA and guarding Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like, that's you can't teach that. You know what the next one is? Let's see what happens to these guys the next time they start 7 of 27 and 2 of 14 from 3. Can they get through it? Can they learn something on, oh, wait, I don't have it tonight. How do I get through this? We've seen this team do this a lot where they're not great for a while, and the next thing you look up and they're still within four. Tonight was the opposite. They weren't great, and you looked up, and you're like, uh-oh, we're down 15. Uh-oh, we're down 22. Uh-oh, we're down 39. <laughs> like, so let's watch the next time and see, do they find a way the next time to not go down 22? Like, that would be something that I think is learning and hope. But there's a lot of it, and they're hard to find, right, because wins and losses – are probably not going to be the most rewarding thing all the time. And so you have to find games like Phoenix and say, okay, we, there's a lot to be learned there. And while wow, Kevin Durant's great. And boy, LeBron great. Let me, let me ask you, our, our focus is so much on two guys, Lowry and Keontae, rightfully so, and it will be for the entire season. Lowry was way off tonight, like bizarrely yeah, off. Like yes. his body wasn't working for him tonight. Does that deflate the rest of the players when their best player is like that far off? It shouldn't, but... Sometimes it, it probably does, especially if you think, okay, he's off. Now I have to pick my game up, and then you deviate from the game plan and start playing yourself, if you understand what I mean. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Keontae is shooting about maybe under 30% now and probably about 24% since he moved into the starting lineup. Um, he's a little better than that when he was for the season, but he, in the last, in the coming in tonight, he was in the five games he had started, he was 31% from the field and he was 26% from three. And he, uh, tonight went three of 11 and one of five. So both those numbers will get a little worse. Are you in the half court offense has not been great. Uh, is there any, what's your thought? Like one, I guess there's con question is, is there concern? And then question two would be, What's the impact on Keontae? Because he knows he's not shooting well, and he knows that's what he's supposed to. There's pressure on him. Yeah. There's definitely pressure on him. Um, and was he better coming off the bench and playing minutes of sparring minutes and, and not getting uh, that starting point guard role? I think. But this this is not what Will want. Will, he's going to live with Keontae. Yeah growing pains right now because he's shooting under 30% from the three-point line, 36% from the field right now. Um, and 
Maybe the arena has him a little overwhelmed, and we'll see what happens when he goes to New York. And right. see, I mean, you know, big, these are big moments like, like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, not, he's just turned 20. Like, yeah. And if you go, go go take a second and look. Uh, yeah. Ignore Casey Wallace for Oklahoma City, who's having, like, the most bizarre season I've ever seen for a rookie. Every Like, LeBron is the greatest offense player of all time. I think he shot 42% as a rookie. Like, if, this is really hard. David, with rookies coming into the league, when they find out that this these guys are good, that they're fast, they're stronger, um, and you know you, you can always have that measuring stick when you're watching a game on TV and and but once you get to the point where you're playing against these guys and they've been in the league four or five years and and, and with experience and you just get overwhelmed with you know how they get it done and and not too many guys come into the league that's 16th pick 20th pick in the league and and just right. Hey, Cade Cunningham's really struggling in Detroit. He was the number one pick three years ago, right? Yeah. Like, this league's hard. All right. The good thing is we get to go do it again against Portland. To all you guys that jumped in, quickly, Tyler Takes was upset with Will Hardy not changing stuff. We were at shoot-around today. I will tell you, he tried a lot of stuff, and yes, he changed he a bunch of stuff. And actually, that might be one of the things this team really has to learn, is how do you play one way one night and another way another night? And Great I think point, that's David. probably Great something point. where they're right. really struggling right now. And in the lo- Will talks to us a lot about, in the long run, in the championship run, we're going to have to be able to do these things, and we're going to try them now, even if it leads to some rough nights, because when we are championship caliber, we're going to have to play one way one night, another way another night, and alter things. And they altered some things today, and maybe you know, maybe that's something this group still hasn't quite learned how to do, which is play a different style night to night. Jazz lose it by a lot to the Lakers. Uh, LeBron's incredible. Anthony Davis was great. The Lakers win the group. And the Jazz will play on the 6th and 8th of December now. You can mark that down on your calendar. One will be home. One will be away. Have a great night. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will now send you to the new 24-7 National Sports stream on YouTube. The first ever Lockdown Sports Today. Thanks very much for tuning in. On behalf of Ron Boone, I'm David Locke. This is the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.